Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. And I say weekly, we've had a couple of weeks off because we've been mega busy. But usually speaking, we're here every week to run down all the Star Wars news. Keep you in the loop so you don't have to mess around and start hunting out all of your Star Wars news on your own. Because that's no fun. That's no fun at all. So that's why we're here. So welcome to episode 201. We've moved on from the massive celebration that was episode 200 and we're back in the swing of things my name's gary i'm one of your hosts i'm going to bring on my co-host in just a second but i hope you've all had uh, a cracking couple of weeks doing something star wars whether you've watched a film read a book comic whatever you like whatever you like i've done nothing star warsy apart from dive back into the old lego star wars the skywalker saga because i played that for a little bit i sunk a few hours into it when it came out and then i drifted off a bit it just didn't quite grab me as the old lego games but fired that back up We'll see how we get on, but I hope you've done something Star Wars related. Coming up in today's episode, we have some updates on stuff that's going on with TV and film. We've also got an update on the documentary that's going to land very shortly about the the ill-fated holiday special. So that's going to be good. And then we're going to finish up with um, a couple of little random stories around figures and games. And then in the midst of that, we've also got this random, strange article that we normally get from the various blogs that we talk about. This one's from from those dudes over at Screen Rant, so we'll see what's going on with that. A bit of a weird one. Um, so we'll get on to that. Let's bring on my co-host. It's the other half of SOR. It's the dude. I tell you, if you can't see this, listener, on, on video, but I'm looking pretty shit this week. I haven't done the face, the beard in about a week. You know, my hair needs doing. Mark, as you know, he's always looking just absolutely bang on. I say always. Here he is, looking bang on. It's Mark Asquith. How are you doing, co-host? I am tight. Mm, that you are. Tight and fresh, baby. All fresh and crisp. That's what I say when I got my barbers. I'm like, Ben. He's like, my name's Adam. I'm like, is it? See you later. <laughs> I go next door to my actual barbers, realising I've just walked into the butchers, and <laughs> said to him, make me look fresh, make me look tight. He's like, of course I will. I'm like, bang on that. Says, how's your kid? So I've not got kids. That's right. And then we don't talk for the rest of it, because I get that wrong every time. So it's awkward every time I go, really. But only charges 18 quid. So, you know, you take your rough with your smooth. And it does your beard for that. Yeah, nice. Up oh, north, isn't it? Down here, the barbers are... Uh, you're looking at least 30 quid for a, what? For, a, for a mop chop and the beard together. Really? 18 quid. It'll do your nose, do your ears, sort your eyebrows out for you. Oh, I bob on, oh. but you've got to pick when you go. If you go when he's quiet, he'll properly go to town on you and then he'll cut your hair. And then if you go when he's busy, <laughs> not as good. Not as okay. good. Right. You know what right. I mean? So you got to yeah. watch out for that one. So yeah. No, I appreciate that, mate. No, you're not, not looking shit. You're just looking, you know, I, I know what you're doing. You're strategic. We've got our Christmas party at work on the 12th. I know what you're doing. You've got a busy social calendar coming up through December. Strategic grow out. Let it grow. You've got versatility in your styling options. Plus, you've got a good bit of growth on your beard. I understand. You've got your time and your cut, dude. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't... Now you've said it, that's what I'll say to people now. So normally, uh, my wife's at work at the minute. She'll come in soon. And I guarantee the first words out of her mouth will be like, you look shit. <laughs> and I'll say, strategic. So, yeah. so do you. And that's not strategic. You stupid now. Yeah. yeah. That's not... Yeah. That's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm, I wish I could look just... That's probably why you look bang on, mate, all the time. Barber's around the corner, 18 quid. I do I do try and nip in once every two weeks. I'm a two-week cutter. Never used to be. Unless I want to change my vibe, and then I grow it out a bit, let him have a go on it. But not even done my hair today. Just let it dry. Just let it dry, guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what we like around here. It's like, guys, you want to have a chat about Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Mm. 45 minutes worth of tips and tricks on beard grooming and <laughs> styling, all that a lot. Then a bit of Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, for the uh, female listener among you, uh, welcome. Mm. We have no tips for, you know, growing out your hair that long, you know, <laughs> or even if you've got a little pixie cut, whatever, no tips for that either. Uh, maybe we'll get a female guest host on at some point. Yeah. Mix it up a bit. That'd be good. Yeah. Kath, probably. Yeah, she'll come on. Yeah, she listens anyway. I think we had an email from her this week. She normally emails every few weeks. Oh, can I come on? No. Yeah. Sort the films out, Kath. Then get on with your own personal branding, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Priorities, love. Right? The sort right state that shelf out. If you work for me, you'd be doing none of this. None of this. You'd be stuck in that room sorting your shit out, Kath. Do you know... I'm in here, yeah, on the front lines, and you're out there giving Doomcock all the ammo that he needs. Yeah? Oh, no. Dude, I remember who the other YouTuber was. You probably remembered as well afterwards, didn't you? Remember a couple of weeks ago, we were like, oh, there's another yeah. YouTuber who's also giving the, the BS Mike Zero. I was just going to say, yeah, from hero to zero, back to zero again. Yeah, we forgot, didn't we? Yeah. We had, oh, Doomcock and another one. Not you. It's the other YouTuber, but yeah. Oh, God. I don't want to beat up on him, but I just always, whenever we talk YouTube Star Wars, I just come back to Star Wars Theory doing his voices. Oh, Theory. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then he said, <laughs> where is my pizza? But he said it in a voice that was like his from the films, but not quite good enough <laughs> like this one. <laughs> where is my pizza? <laughs> and then oh. the page turns. That's not in the script. Cut. <laughs> That's why it's called Star Wars Theory, yeah. not Star Wars Logic. Yeah. Not yeah. His latest video was uh, his title of the video was "Came Across the Original Script for Revenge of the Sith," which I laughed at immediately. You came across it, did yeah. you? Found it. It was like you're not going to believe. Actually, no, he's not. It was like <laughs> you're not going to believe this. I talk in my character voice, Palpatine, all the time. I was cleaning out my wardrobe, getting rid of some Hugo Boss trousers that no longer fit me, and what was underneath there? That's right, the original script from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, fucking hell, where do you live? <laughs> where do you? <laughs> where do you oh, I should probably throw that out at some point. Oh, oh, stick it on the top. It's like Inside oh. Star Wars 2000. Yeah. What, Man of the Year. Hold that. Yeah. Single-handedly increased Lucasfilm profits <laughs> without... Yeah? Nah. God, you can imagine yeah. that though. Him doing that video and then Mike Zero. Kathleen Kennedy. Fired for leaking Revenge of the script, uh, Sith script. Yeah, like, oh, okay, now everything's back to Kath, isn't it, with you lot? You know it's coming. Kath left it on a train. Kath left it in Starbucks. Kath left it somewhere. Yeah. Conveniently ended up in Star Wars Theory's bedroom. Yeah. Take from that what you will. My not mother was anything. out, so I was doing my voice <laughs> loudly, not quietly. <laughs> Oh, hey, Kath, take your coat with you. Oh, yeah. Call her. Want, yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles, not to her face. <laughs> I'm scared of her. Uh, 
Not because I'm scared of her. <laughs> Not because I'm scared of her. <laughs> Unlimited power until she comes home. Ah, <laughs> oh, the lives of... There should probably be a reality show about all this stuff, shouldn't there, at some point? You know, like all these uh, made uh, made in Chelsea. What are the US ones? I don't know. Twats. Jersey something, Jersey Shore. You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Twats, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there should be. Because we're, we're making this up, of course. Caveat. We don't want to get sued by anybody. Oh, yeah, anybody. this is completely, you know, no, yeah. no, no characters portrayed in this uh, based on real life people. It's completely fictionalised. Any likeness is completely accidental. Do you know what's funny with that stuff? I was reading a graphic novel the other day, rereading one. Mm. Uh, the Crow, James O'Barr. The Crow. At the beginning, first line. This story is completely fictitious. Yeah, it's about a guy that comes back from the dead. So yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take that as read. There's a lot of stupid stuff like that, isn't there? That they've got to put on for yeah. libel reasons. You know what I mean? Like when you when like a pack of razors. You know what I mean? On the back, not edible. Oh, fucking hell, thanks. <laughs> Glad you're here. Yeah, some absolute twonk has eaten a bag of razors. Yeah. So we now need to put that on. Well, it's like those, like, uh, <clears throat> what are those awards? Those Darwin Awards. Can you remember them from back in the early 2000s? They used to get oh, yeah. fly around the emails and it was like, man sues yeah. Honda because <laughs> he gets in his minivan, puts cruise control on and fucks off to make a brew in the back and then sues Honda because <laughs> there's no sign that says you can't do that and wins and you're like, What? Yeah. Mad. Oh, God. Madness. Well, here we are, 10 minutes in. What have you been doing Star Wars in. in then, apart from just Lego, is it? Just Lego? Just Lego? Just Lego, yeah. Yeah, I'm in between... I'm in between I, I did the... I think when we last caught up, or the week before that, I was in the midst of a of a movie rewatch. I did that. Um, but I'm in between books, so... Yeah, bit of Star Wars Lego on the old PlayStation. Are you doing anything? Since last we spoke, I um, I read, finished, started and finished, because we're not done for a couple of weeks. We had a bit of a couple of week break. I started and finished Survivor's Quest, which I thought was good. Got a little bit weak towards the end, but enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. Sequel to Outbound Flight. And then I started the Darth Bane trilogy, because I've only read the middle one of them. You know when you're a kid and you just got a Star Wars book? Like, you don't know what it is. You just read it. It's a Star Wars book or whatever. I, I vaguely remember reading, like, the middle one. So I'm reading, going to read those um, in full properly. So that's what I've been doing, dude. Uh, not much else, really. Nah. Nice. Yeah. Bit of reading. Who wrote those? Not as on. No, I can't yeah. remember. I've not got it to hand, but um, oh, okay. I can't remember. I can't remember. But they are, they're pretty good. It's nice because it's, you know, it's like it's sort of after the old, old Republic. You know, it's not like 25,000 years ago. It's like a thousand years ago. So it's, oh, yeah. you know, there's yeah, yeah. there's still enough in there where you're like, oh, okay, there's a Blastec rifle in there and some of the brand names and the locations are quite familiar. So it's a bit like the High Republic stuff. Like there's enough in there where you're like, oh, this feels like, it's, it just feels like I know what I'm doing. I know where I am, you know? So yeah, looking yeah. forward to getting through those, dude. Nice, sounds good. Old Darth Bane. Don't Bane-y. hear much about him these days. Yeah. Don't, well, time has passed, hasn't it? Yeah. Legends, unless you subscribe to Star Wars Theory and take you through all the all the Darth Bane stuff in the voice and unlimited and videos. <laughs> right, that's what we've been up to. Let's crack on with some actual Star Wars stuff, shall we? Let's kick off with old Filoni. So Filoni was um, uh, interviewed recently and was 
talking about uh, the recent uh, Ahsoka stuff, specifically around Ray Stevenson, um, and in light of him sadly no longer being with us, and the future of that character, Balin Skull. And um, yeah, it makes for, I wouldn't say compelling reading, I think it's a little bit loose in terms of he's remaining a bit tight-lipped on what they're going to do with that character. He's certainly not said anything along the lines of the the character's just not going to appear anymore, but at the same time he didn't say anything about recasting or anything like that. I think he wants just to be respectful and uh, and so on. But uh, he was asked around um, Balin and when we saw him in front of the Mortis God statues and, and all that stuff, and he said, uh, he, he said around the Mortis stuff that he knows that a very specific group of people uh, would even know what those statues are because you'd have seen them in the Clone Wars. And then he said he thought it was just a really exciting image to see Balin in front of those statues and the journey that he's on and so on. And they spoke about a little bit more around um, the Clone Wars and that sort of thing. But then went on to say around, specifically around, um, in in light of, of Ray Stevenson's absence, he acknowledges that the character's journey is not done. He says, obviously there is a story there. Uh, we're in sort of a wait and see pattern at this point, but I'm glad the conversation is about Ray and how great he was. Uh, I used to have many debates with him and say, Ray, you're the villain here. And he'd be like, I don't think so. I was like, I don't think you do, but you are. I love that you're playing it like you're not, which is exactly the way Balin thinks, which I thought was kind of a cool little cool little nugget. Um, because although they've been, um, quote unquote, the baddies in the Ahsoka series, there are elements of that character, especially Balin, where you feel like he's just not all out palps sort of about about things you know so i thought that was quite cool and uh he then went on to say that um that he became one of the standouts of the series and a new fan favorite i said i think sorry feloni says i think he would have been over the moon the big regret here is that he didn't get to experience that i'm glad he was at star wars celebration with us and he got to see the trailer and get a taste from the fans and they've been nothing but wonderful about ray and the character so some cool stuff there dude from feloni and pretty much echoing what we all think about that character and, and that stuff. So uh, quite a cool little nugget, but um, we have spoken about this briefly before, but do you think we'll we'll have, I don't know how they'll do it, some facial wizardry with ILM or whatever, or a recast. Do you think we'll see a bit more of that character? We'll, we'll absolutely see him in a book or a comic, but do you, see, you think we'll see any live action stuff with that? It's very difficult, isn't it? And just, just to go back to your point, yeah, it's really nice to see Filoni acknowledging that and the way that the fans have responded to that character because he was certainly one of the standouts if not the standout of that series and it was yeah it was sort of bittersweet to read that the first time that I read it um will we see him in live action again I, I just don't think we can't I think it's I don't think it's got the Luke Leia Han Solo problem in that the character's that big and recognizable I, I think it's it's as as awful as this sounds I think it's fortunate that we're only one season in and you know you can pull a Dumbledore on it can't you at the end of the day you can you can if you get someone that is we, we, we batted it about before someone at fan cast like Lee Schreiber and you're like if you get someone like that put a beard on him close enough you know it's going to be close enough and as long as the gravitas is there and the way that the, the characters portrayed is still there um, it will be a shame and it is a shame it's a crying shame that that would have to happen but it it could happen so, yeah, I think we will. I think they'd, they'd clearly set up Mortis. They'd clearly set up this whole chasing down of the Force as 
you know, as it exists as a balance and almost someone trying to fulfill the prophecy outside of the Jedi and the Sith. And um, the fact that you've got Ahsoka and Sabine still out there on Peridia, you've got Balin and Shin out there. I just don't think, I don't think there can be, I don't think there can be an uh, an heir to the Empire movie without an Ahsoka season two because you'd have to spend too long bringing them back or getting them involved or ignore them. Whichever way you go, you're in a mess with that. So I think they'll be in Ahsoka season two and I don't think you can have Ahsoka season two without that character because it makes absolutely no sense. And one thing to add to that, because I don't think we've got it on today's list, but we may as well just talk about it. Filoni's been promoted, you know? I've been promoted. promoted. Yeah, you still think about the bad news, aren't you? So, are you saying you faked higher blood pressure, David? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah? See you later. (laughs) The... I just don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can have that 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 show without that character. Filoni's been rightly so. What is he, chief creative officer now? Whatever it is, basically, yeah. Finally, finally, like ten years too late, he's finally overseeing everything that leaves the building on TV and movies in Star Wars. He's been promoted chief. I think it's chief chief creative officer. And like, so. like I said, yeah. you can't have a soaker without that character and now he's the boss. <laughs> so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pressure then, Dave. I think we all wanted that for years, didn't we? Like you said, 10 years too late. But, you know. Oh, God, mate. Like, imagine the sequel trilogy. Filoni mm-hmm. had been there. Tasty. All this Anakin mm-hmm. shit would have been in that. You'd... I'll, I'm willing to bet that we would have seen Anakin and Luke on the mm-hmm. screen at the same time. And I'm willing to bet that we still might do now that Dave's Come doing on, that. Dave, you know what the crack is. Yeah. He knows. What about you? Do you think we'll see uh, Bailey yeah. again? Yeah, I think Live we action. will. I think there's too much, um, I think there's too much stock been put in the, the sort of the other side of the coin, like the antithesis of what Ahsoka's going through. Because Filoni even mentions in this interview that like Ahsoka, Balin's going on this bit of a journey of discovery and and you know we still don't know exactly what his plan is or what his end his end goal is but you know the both of them have been like whenever you've seen Ahsoka trying to stop Thrawn coming back essentially Balin hasn't really got in the way he's just sort of honoring his whatever agreement he has with Thrawn um or sorry with um with what's her chops? What's her face? Morgan. Um, what's her chops? That's fine. Yeah, cool. Stick with that um, but you can tell that he's got his own agenda and he's not really fussed. Like the, the couple of lightsaber battles that he had with Ahsoka, he didn't really want to fight her. He didn't really want to get involved in all that. He's just, leave me alone. Yeah, I've got this thing I want to do. So they've put a lot of stock in that particular character journey and the journey that that character's on. So I think to just all of a sudden, that character just, disappear it'd be really weird wouldn't it be so disjointed to be like this exposition scene where they explain oh yeah he fell off that statue you know when we last saw him he just fell off it and we found him at the bottom so that was his story done anyway well that's one of them (laughs) things that probably would have happened in like a sequel yeah exactly do you know what i mean they set him up in the sequel trilogy and like someone will just what happened to balen you know he (laughs) fell off the thing you know believe this well 
believe Fuck. it. <laughs> You're not going to believe But guess what? The Emperor's yeah. back. <laughs> Are you sure that's the Emperor? Well, he sounds like the Emperor. It's just that I think I recognise him off YouTube. Are you sure it's not Star Wars Theory? <sighs> I don't know. It sounds very much like Dave, it. your first decision creatively. Bring back the Emperor. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I almost want him to do that as like an April Fool's <laughs> joke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Star Wars, April Fool's just somehow the Emperor returned again. again. Oh, that was... But yeah. it is Star Wars theory doing the voice because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that was the... You know, we said about this cloning thing. No. See, that was the other clone that was on Exegol. That was the Over other here. one. Because we've only just remembered that in the original Revenge of the Sith script which is now available thanks to this guy there are actually two clones so guess who's back yeah, again two. there's actually three oh. won't talk about the third one don't talk about the third yeah. one until the next movie the next trilogy so, yeah see you in three years Palpatine's Revenge <laughs> anyway I'm sure I'll be back moving on uh, Taker Taker Watiti Take Watiti uh, has given us a little wee update on his. We said this about a month ago. He's not doing a Star Wars film. It's just not going to happen. So somebody asked him about this. And uh, they said, Look, just be straight with us. Yeah. Are you making a Star Wars film currently? Is it you even write anything at all? He's like, At the moment, I'm still developing something with them, them being. Lucasfilm, I suppose. Like me, they have a lot of projects going on. I think they're going to push it until I finish these other projects. I've got about four other scripts that I'm trying to finish. My thing is I want to take my time and get that right. I don't want to rush this movie. Mate, this is this ain't happening. Is it? 100% not no. happening, is it? It's like, what are, you, what are you doing Saturday? Do you want to come out? I don't know. I've got a... <laughs> got like a thing to... <laughs> Just get, you know, at home when you get so busy, you're just like, oh, where do I start? Just got that, that on. Yeah, but I might come though. <laughs> well, we're going to meet at six. Ah, oh, six. <laughs> got about four of the things to do at six, actually, is it? Yeah, no, I'll come though. I'll definitely. <laughs> I'll be there. So that's exactly what's happening. It's a funny one as well with YTT because he was like the golden child of Hollywood a couple of years ago. Now people just have lost a little bit of shine on him. I saw an article the other day saying, so it, when the headline was something, I paraphrased, it wasn't exactly this. It was something like, where did it all go wrong for Taika Waititi? Or when did we fall out of love with Waititi? Oh. It was one of those. And, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, I suppose. And I think it was Love and love Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hemsworth even came out and said, I think we went a bit too far with it. Like Ragnarok was such a breath of fresh air, but the story was really good and it was well executed. And there was just enough of that, you know, ooh, you bugger lugs. But Love and Thunder was just like dog shit. <laughs> so I think it was, I think it was that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one, man, but I don't think this is happening. And like, how many, how many times has this happened over the last two years? What we've had, Lindloff, Benioff and Weiss, Lindloff, Feige, Patty Jenkins, Taika Waititi, Ryan Johnson. Um, anyone else? Can't remember, that's yeah. six. Yeah. That's wild, it man. It is wild, yeah. And in no, not doubting at all that people are busy. We're not saying that people are just sat around on a sofa at the, in the lobby at Lucasfilm. 
like is Kath free yet? She said she was going to see me because I've got this script I want to get ah, done. She, she's on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Spark Rebellion. Pretty good from what I hear. Yeah. As it goes. <laughs> so he's busy, of course. Now, when he says I've got four other scripts I'm trying to finish, that says to me that Star Wars is at the bottom of the pile, clearly. But then you flip yeah. over to, to Kath, who was also interviewed. Her take on it is very different. She says, her, literally her words, oh yeah, all that's underway. There's no pivot. It's all underway. Everybody's busy. But yeah, those are the great projects and we're definitely still doing them. So, Well, that's like when a politician <laughs> just goes, yeah, of course we pledge to give more to hospitals after Brexit. Of course we do. <laughs> Definitely. It's on a fucking bus, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Yeah. Profit on that. And that's And then two years' time, Kath will be like, he did have four other scripts as it happens. Well, that's the exact so. same thing that these that the that Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy have sometimes these problems where they'll announce all of these things and they'll tell people and say, Yeah, this is fucking happening. You know, yeah. just don't announce it. Just wait. Well, just that's wait. the thing. Yeah. Just wait until you've got the script thumbs up. Nothing happens, is it? We, we're not experts on Hollywood, but we know for sure that nothing moves forward until the script has got the green light and then you can push forward and start doing your thing, right? So just wait for that moment and then you're happy, fans are happy, everyone's happy because they know that it's something that's almost concrete. You know, I'm not saying that yeah. a script has never been a film's never fallen apart after the script has been okayed but very rarely will it because that's what gets the buy-in from from all the peeps you know so just wait until then it's crazy yeah i, d I just don't get why they keep doing it like it's it's i just don't get why they keep doing it you know and everything's a bit tough with the strike and all that sort of stuff we've had the right of strike um I just, I just, I do not get why they keep announcing stuff and saying stuff and just like, like people flip flop a little bit at Marvel. You lose writers here, right? And, you know, left, right and centre, but not like this. No, man. it's crazy. So yeah, just stop. It's wild. It is wild. Yeah. So that's Watiti and his non-Star Wars film. Watiti. Yeah. Unless he's an absolute, but he's known for being slow though. That's the thing. So you can't even bank on him to sort of bashing these other scripts out the way and cracking on. He's probably going to take mm. him another, what, five, six years to do all oh, these other projects. I mean, that's minimum, right? If he's got four other things on the, on the go and the average development time for a film is, what, two years-ish? Yeah. Two, four, six, plus other stuff. He, nah, it's not happening. Anyway, that's Watiti. That's Watiti. A uh, little update on the Acolytes. Now, this isn't really... Uh, an update on what's coming soon for the Acolyte, but this is one of those things where, again, this is <laughs> another problem that seems to plague those peeps over at Lucasfilm, and that is they're pushing forward for a second season of the Acolyte. And we haven't even seen the first one yet, so um, this comes via comicbookmovie.com. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to highlight this because it, it's one of those things where well, like we just said, unless you've got something concrete to tell people, then, you know, don't bother. Um, but uh, the, the, the acolyte producer, um, uh, Karen McCarthy, uh, who is actually suing Disney for a dismissal from the series, uh, a bit of a lawsuit going on, um, 
she said that the the story arc of the show as well as the company's business plans called for the acolyte to run for multiple seasons so it's it feels like it's one of those things where unlike say uh, a netflix series that's made spe- uh, specifically for those guys those have funded it they're always a little bit um, hesitant to commit to multiple seasons of things they'll always run the first season and then depending on how um the, the viewing figures go and the audience reaction and so on then they'll be like all right cool people are into this because these are not cheap to make so people are into it we'll fire off a second season all good um with lucasfilm though it feels like they want to like tee up multiple things if for the future and then when you get to that it's like well where's that thing that you said we were going to have so the acolyte we've not even it's meant to be early next year it was meant to be this year wasn't it now it's early next year we don't know exactly when by all accounts it sounds very good the premise of the show all the conceptually it sounds very very cool but we don't know what it's like yet it could absolutely flop big time and then lucasfilm are then committed to making a second series it's not going to be well received etc so dude is this like um one of those things that every single do you think every single tv writing producer write stuff with a view that they're going to be working on multiple things or do you think this is just a bit of a a bit of a slagging match between people that have got some beef with lucasfilm i don't know it's hard to tell because we live in a world where everything's a little bit more disjointed now and what i mean by that is that you know you, you used to write a tv show um from what i can tell i'm not an expert but you used to write a tv show with that season in mind and you'd set threads up and that was it you still do that. So if you look at like the Netflix series Beef, or if you look at any of the series like Snowfall, some of the older school ones over the last five or six years, um, season one, it was very self-contained right up until the last bit where there was enough threads where you'd be like, okay, that's fine. You know, I can tell they'll do a season two. Whereas if you look at, so they're like more, in, not, I don't want to say independent, but like here's some IP that's relatively self-contained and very very fresh, you know, but then you've got like, you step, you step over into the Disney wheelhouse. Let's, let's assume Marvel and and Star Wars in particular, because they're doing all this stuff that we talked about with Watiti and so on a little bit ago, you've got, you know, this idea that, okay, there will be another movie over there doing Air to the Empire. There's going to be these films that set up the new Jedi Order. There's probably going to be some stuff about the old Republic in the future, blah, 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 blah. Um, you, you have to wonder if they're just, because they're working on these bits of IP that are so focused on a connected universe that they they simply have to, have to plan as if they're going to get a season two and a season three because they're trying to weave things into it. They're trying to do things that will link to other bits of the property. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a more contrived version of the Nick Fury Easter egg where it was like, that was cool to start with, but now we're forcing it, you know? So, you know, in, in Hawkeye, you know, uh, the, the 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 Kingpin Echo setup, which leads to Echo, but then you've got Daredevil and She-Hulk that then leads to that. And just all these, these major franchises have to have these universes now. So when you're writing something like The Acolyte, I, I imagine... That it's so tough because you, I would imagine that you've got to be able to say, well, we might only get one season if we wrap it up at one. Is what we film and produce going to be satisfactory for the viewer? Whereas if we come back for a season two, does it make sense to come back for a season two with the threads that we'd left? And can this tie to any movies and are there throwaways in there that we can tie into like the Air to the Empire or anything else? 
so I, I yeah, and and then overlay that with like the bit of bitterness, you know, the legal sort of um, proceedings that are going on. It's so hard to tell. It's so hard to tell. But I, like I said, an isolated show like B, for for example, or The Bear on 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 FX or Disney as it is now. That's cool. You're writing a thing. You love the thing. The thing's the thing. It doesn't have to exist within a bigger universe. So I, I, I think it's probably a range of things, dude. Yeah, I think it's probably a range of things. You yeah, know? true. And I think um, the sort of the the crux of the legal stuff is she's uh, Karen McCarthy is basically suing them because they, well, I say they, Lucasfilm and Disney said to her that the acolyte would run for multiple seasons. So they had already they'd already had that. Um, in like the, the plan, if you like, on the calendar. But they let her go. So she was like, hold on a minute, you told me that, you know, so she's come out and said that that's what was said. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm. I think in terms of like the larger, the, the larger franchises that, that span across multiple timelines and stories and characters and stuff, um, I imagine it's the same thing with the, the guys that write all the books, you know, for the High Republic. Remember, they got all those writers together, the writing group. I imagine when those guys are writing their stories as well, it's like, well, we've got this stuff going on here and here. So that's probably going to be another book down the line and that's going to be a book or a comic, whatever. So I totally get that. Um, it's just uh, it's it's just weird that it, it must be very risky. Like we, we joke a lot of the time around um, Kathleen Kennedy's job and Dave Filoni and all these people, like the, the top bods, but it must be a very, very risky thing to do. So... Um, if you're if you're saying to the general public, we've got multiple seasons of the acolyte, and then the first one's an absolute disaster, which we're hoping it won't be, you're then stuck because you're like, ah, oh, this is great because we thought you'd like this, <laughs> so we've spent like literally a ton of money developing these characters and these stories and stuff. So, what do we do now? That's when you get put in the, you know, here's your P forty five. Thanks for coming. So yeah, I get it, man. It's just. Uh, it's just a strange old thing. It's a real strange. I wouldn't want that job though. We joke about it, but I wouldn't. No. Yeah, same. I but I think you. I think it's something. There's a balance between what you announce and what you don't announce. Yeah. You know, I think that's the key thing, isn't it? That's the key thing. But it's um, it's ever mounting pressure, isn't it? You know, you're always judged on the last thing that you did. You see this online in fandom. You're only ever judged on the last thing that you did, which is bullshit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Pretty you much. Know, if you, you, yeah. You've got to judge an entire body of work, surely. But it, the you are literally judged on the book of Boba Fett. Oh, Star Wars has gone to shit. Kathleen's crap. Yep. Andor comes back in a massive portion. Loves it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want that job either. Unless it was well paid. Well, yeah, you get a bit of bunts for it. Mm, but then, that. you know, you're hated for the rest of your life by a large portion mm. of the planet, so... Interesting mm. times. Mm. Anyway, mm. hope you're doing all right, Kath. Mm. Got your Starbucks. Got your chai <laughs> latte. Looking over all the scripts. What, you want me to write Kathleen Kennedy? The whole Kathleen Kennedy on what on a cup? <laughs> I just put Kath. No, it's Kathleen Kennedy. Can you Kennedy. imagine there's a dude at Starbucks right. absolutely hates the new era of Star Wars. So every time she goes <laughs> in there, she gets her cup and just says slag on the end. On the side, <laughs> or bitch, or something. <laughs> oh, a Star Wars theory there. And what name is it? And Kathleen's like just about to open her mouth, and you've got like fucking Doom Cockler's like, Burn. <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh, 
We laugh, but that's been in someone's Aye. head. That's been in a Starbucks, Starbucks employee's head. I wish you'd come mm. in here. I wish Kath would come in here. It's coming. It's only round the corner. And that's that's the thing in it that they tell everyone. <laughs> tell you what I like working here, you know. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, but I fucking tell you what. Go on, what? That Catherine Kennedy, if she ever comes in here, right? You fucking better get ready, eh? <laughs> You better get ready. Why? You just telling you now. You better get ready. What are you gonna do? I don't know. She's gonna tell me her name, right? <laughs> and I'm not gonna put it on the cup. <laughs> she won't know who's drinking. I'll fucking teach her. Last Jedi, last coffee you're having, sweetheart. I'll learn you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Get out. Get down, Costa. Yeah. When I make yeah. this sound, little code sound, yeah, like a little Wookie, all get your phones out, film her reaction. This is going to go mad. She just picks her cup up and walks out. She's See that? Just straight out. Livid. Is that mine? Yep. <laughs> 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 and he just backs down. He just backs down when she said it. that mine? Yeah. Have oh, a good day. Yeah. Great. Uh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> yeah, she walks. Romance in the stone. Oh, love hey. it. <laughs> Russell on that. Yeah. <laughs> See that? Yeah. She kicked off. She was livid. Yeah. Sl slagging you off. I was there. She wasn't that bad. Shut up. Well. She, was, she went mad at me. Yeah. She'd have come through that wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, Kath, come on. Come on the podcast, yeah. Straighten it all come out. Come on. We'll chat to you. Very friendly. No yeah, agenda. Yeah, we do grip. No agenda. No. Hashtag. Hashtag Star Wars, the holiday special. That was out in 1978, before we were born, dude. I love saying things like that. Before we were born. Brilliant. Not that old. Mm. No. Both in days. So, the holiday special. Landed. Yeah. literally the entire this is not one of those things where it's like oh divided fandom no the entire world was like this is shit what is this this is shocking last time that Star Wars fans were united <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> it was literally a a flop in every sense of the word some people can't even I can't even it's very difficult to get your head around what this is a lot when I first saw this years ago I thought this is a piss take I honestly thought this was a spoof <laughs> of, of... I thought the actors had just... But, you know, Star Wars had been and gone for a few years. No talk of prequels yet. And uh, other than Harrison Ford, you're not really starring in much. So here's a bit of bunts. Mm. Come and have a laugh. Yeah. It's a bit like when... Uh, when What's-Her-Face, What's-Her-Chops had done the Exorcist film and then she was in that spoof with uh, the dude from... Um, Oh, repossessed yeah, yeah, that yeah, film yeah. was called Leslie Nielsen was it yeah yeah. and she turned up as the spoof of her character that she played in that film I thought it was like that I thought Mark Hamill was back <laughs> just to take the piss for a little bit but no it was an actual thing where they told these little mini stories the only good thing was what's really looking back on it now it's atrocious animation but we got the first look at Boba Fett and, mm. and all that stuff anyway it was long forgotten I think George Lucas tried to bury it I think he tried to have every copy destroyed and all this, but obviously it's re it's remained. Now it's come back 
as everything does, it's come round again. Everyone's a bit fond of it just because how bad it is. But there's a documentary now about it, which you probably heard about. I think we announced, mm-hmm. we didn't not announce it, but we spoke about it months and months ago. And it's called um, A Disturbance in the Force, aptly named title. And we've got a date mm-hmm. for that now. So it's really soon uh, on digital and Blu-ray. It's going to land on December 5th, which is next Tuesday. I love a Tuesday release. Nothing going on. No one's working. So we can all take the day off and, and go and look good. at that, which is good. Yeah. Get down the cinema. Uh, so that's cool. And um, it chronicles the making, basically, of this holiday special that was never, never played again on public TV or anything like that after its initial release. And uh, it's going to be released in cinemas as well this time, which is very cool. So in the US and in some UK cinemas and also Australia. So nice one, mate. Get down there. Good. Have a look. Looking after the uh, patrons down there, yep. you've got to do it. Yeah, you? so that's going to be cool. And go then, where the audience is. <laughs> and um, the uh, the only cinema that's made a big thing of this in the UK, at least, is the um, <laughs> is a, a cinema down in Bristol. So we're a bit far for that. I'd go if I could be asked, but we're a bit far to be honest. You would go to Bristol to watch. Well, a disturbance in the force. No, I no, wouldn't. I, I didn't wouldn't. think you would. But they are shouting about it, though. So you can get tickets for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stick this in the show notes. If you if you are around south, down southwest, or you're near that area, just Google it. Just Google B twenty four seven cinema. You'll see it on there. Because if I put a link in the show notes, there'll be some guy in I don't know in Canada somewhere, and he'll be like probably got a scottish accent randomly he'll be like why am i seeing links for star wars films in bristol in the uk i don't even live in the uk let alone bristol so just go and i see hate it. podcasts and their damned advertising <laughs> right quit what is this youtube no <laughs> no it's bro tube theory tube should be called shouldn't it <laughs> yes are you going to seriously <laughs> going to watch this though because i'm going to watch it for sure i'm just not going to go to cinema to see it uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, same. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Like I don't know how I'm gonna watch it. Is it on? Yeah, whatever. I get it on YouTube. Yeah, of course I will watch it. It'd be one of those you watch it on a Thursday night. You know, nothing else to watch. Mrs. Downstairs watching Married at First Sight, fucking oh. South Africa or some shite. And I'll be upstairs. Sure, what are you doing upstairs? Nothing. You doing that thing again? No. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You do. You definitely sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you definitely sure? Because I'm about to put something on that you're not going to want to watch. So you sure you're I busy? A, uh, you, you were at my wedding. I had a joke about this that I'd cut from my wedding speech. I'll tell you now, live on air. I was going to say, you know, getting married, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work. You know, I spent a lot of time letting Sam enjoy herself, you know, researching very deeply online everything from wedding dresses to shoes and to flowers. Spend a lot of time online looking at that. Apparently, when you spend a lot of time researching how to consummate the marriage on your own in your bedroom, it's not the same. Oh. That's what I was going to do. I was going to open up with it. Funny. But it was too porno. Too porno. Too allegedly. Too porno for um for a, yeah. a room full of adults. Well, okay. A lot of them don't get it. A lot of them don't get it. Like you've got a couple of like Wayne. He's not got a girlfriend, has he? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that's. I love him for it. I love. I respect him for his solitude in a way. Okay. And yeah. 
he's better for it in my opinion mm, some people are i mean i'm starting mm. to i'm starting to so oh, I'm that. with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am with him. What I was going to say, yeah. What what typically happens with oh, with my um with my wife, who I love dearly, I'll be like, right, I'm going to watch this thing now. You're clearly happy doing what you're doing, right? You're happy. You're watching that. You're into it. Brilliant. You crack on because because you're doing that. I'm going to go now watch this thing. Okay, excellent. Literally, as my ass hits the sofa and I press the play button. Uh, I'm, I'm just coming up. Um, I won't be a sec. You just told me you were busy and you clearly... Why have you took your socks off? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Why have you only took one sock off? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why have you took... Why were you wearing two socks on one foot, but you've only taken one off and you've still got both your socks on, but there's a sock there? <laughs> you are. You're mental. Yeah. You're nuts. You yeah. are. God. Oh. Yeah, we could recount these tales forever. What's that noise? Squirrels. We ain't got squirrels. You haven't. <laughs> Get downstairs. <laughs> now, before I eat this dinner, do you want any? Nah. I'm fine. I've got mine. Excellent. So you're happy. You've got your own thing. I'm going to... Right. As soon as I reach for my fork. Oh, let me just try that. Oh, for sake <laughs> that happens all the time yeah nah. do you want to share do you want to share this starter nope would not have thought so with you wouldn't have thought so straight in it's like Star Wars mate I'm going to watch this film now it's called Star Wars yeah. I don't think you like it because you've complained to me for many years that you don't like it but I'm going to watch it now are you doing anything nope go and do something then brilliant oh I've got to do something brilliant even better I'm going to watch this Credits roll. In it. Do you want a cup of tea? Yes, I want a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Go and do that, and then she brings a cup of tea in. By the way, um, just what I'll tell you, because I forgot the other day. I'll pause it. I, I'm just going to turn this off now. Yeah, it happens all the time. Anyway. You literally sat there. Yeah. Three minutes in. Saw Denise dinner last night. <laughs> oh, did you? Nice one. <laughs> Who's Denise? You know Denise. No, Denise, Denise. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, now you said it twice. <laughs> yeah. Denise, Denise. From work? No, I don't work with anyone called Denise. Right, where's she from? Shop. Where do you see her? Shop. She, right. <laughs> what did she have to say? Oh, nothing. No, she was just... So, good. Brilliant. The other one is, you'll know her if you see her. Yeah. Oh, right, because the name has just invoked so yeah. many people that I... Yeah, you're right. Who's this here? Is this Denise? Yeah. No, no idea. So if you want to watch mm. the uh, the documentary. Watch the documentary is what we're getting Yes, at. A Disturbance in the Force. You'll be able to this Tuesday the 5th. So go and do that. Or if you're down in Bristol, mm -hmm. down in Bristol, mm -hmm. go and do it there. Whatever you like. Uh, good one. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, this one's brilliant. So, yeah. screenrant.com. I'm starting to have a bit of a love-hate relationship with these guys. On one hand, I think they're a fantastic blog. Regular content. And I, I even know somebody personally who writes for them. Doesn't write any Star Wars stuff, but writes some Doctor Who stuff. And he's very good. And his stuff is not clickbaity. It's informative, entertaining. All the things that you want from a blog. Then we get to the Star Wars content, and it's an absolute shit show. So the title of this story is Star Wars New Galaxy Map 
officially turns Luke Skywalker in... <laughs> I can't even finish the thing. Officially turns Luke Skywalker into a liar. Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't it? It's a great example of, like we said, the clickbait stuff. Clickbait stuff. Tell them what the story is. Go on. So very quickly, story is, a new map's been put out via way of uh, a book that came out recently. And it's updated to show some new locations that have been told in recent Star Wars uh, stories. And basically, they're saying that this scene, if you've, if you've seen Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope, many times, you'll know that there's a scene where Luke gets hold of the droids at the beginning. And C-3PO asks him where they are. And he says, you know, we're on a star that's, you know... If there's a brightest centre of the universe, we're on the, the farthest planet from it, I think is the phrase he uses. Screen Rant have said that because this updated map shows that there are many planets farther from the core, outside of Tatooine, Luke was obviously lying about that. Then they go on to say that, or actually, it could just be that his own frustration at being stuck on Tatooine and his friends have all gone off to the Imperial Academy. He's just feeling a bit shit. So that was a bit of bants just to say that you're on a shit planet, mate. But it's no, then they come back round to it again to say, but actually, actually, you know, he actually tripped himself up by saying later on in Return of the Jedi that there was a... Uh, Tatooine was a, a significant planet due to its ties with influential crime bosses and alliances across the Empire, etc. So, mate, I'm starting to really... Like, sometimes you can see the funny side. And it's like, yeah, clickbaity, whatever. You guys get your clicks in, whatever. But this is like... You know when you the term scrape in the barrel and you're through the barrel, now you're scraping the fucking ground. This is that, right? How bored are you that this is a story? Oh, it's wild, isn't it? It's like you turn up at the solicitors. <laughs> right, right. All it is. The wife's filed for divorce. I need some help. Well, what's she filed for divorce for? She says I'm a liar. I can't be trusted. Why? Right, so I was sat on the sofa, right? And she sat there watching Married at First Sight, yeah? And she said, can you get me a drink? And I said, fuck that. The kitchen's miles away. And she went, no, it's not. You're a liar. I'm divorcing you. And all it was was a little bit of flippancy to signify <laughs> that actually I'm disgruntled by the distance that I would have to travel <laughs> in order to fulfill that request. A little bit of flippancy. And here we are. I love that. Here we are, Debbie. So <laughs> the same sort of thing, isn't it? You know, that's divorce bait and that is clickbait. That's how clickbait works. Yeah, mm. it's silly, isn't it? It's nuts because... <laughs> I, I even clicked this and I was like, fucking hell, what's he lying about now, the dick? Oh, is, it, is this it? Is this all it is? I thought it was going to be something good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he wasn't going to get power converters. He's <laughs> off to a brothel. And it comes out, you know what I mean? He's left a receipt somewhere, whatever. Doesn't pay, you know, pays on his card when he should have paid cash, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Luke Skywalker, wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not that. Even the subtitles are like it as well. So the first subtitle, Mental. Luke Skywalker was wrong about Tatooine. I don't think he was trying to be right about Yeah, he's anything. not teaching geography, is he? He's not teaching intergalactic space travel. You know, he's not teaching navigation. He's not teaching star charts. He's just going, fucking hell, this place is shit. And then the last... 
the last one, the last paragraph is a belter. So the subtitle is Return of the Jedi already proved Luke was wrong. This is obviously Luke's big quest to prove to everybody in the galaxy that Tatooine is the the furthest planet out and is rubbish. Oh, that's the story of Star Wars. Yeah. And they start this paragraph with, to be fair, George Lucas himself strongly implied Luke Skywalker was wrong. All the way back in Jedi, revealed Tatooine was the base of one of the most influential crime bosses, Jabba the Hutt. And uh, given that's the case, Tatooine was actually one of the most important planets in Star Wars at the time. But that's Luke, not related to distance. No, but Luke was unable to appreciate this because his aunt and uncle would have most certainly ensured he never learned much about the criminal... It's all the biggest pile of bullshit. Like, mate, I've always taken that line that he said in that film, and I've watched A New Hope probably over 50 times in my lifetime. And Easy. Not once have I ever thought he's being a twat there. He's being yeah. a sarky little twat. He's just like, it's just another way round of him. So like you said, the kitchen's miles away. It's just another way of him saying, this planet's just a bit boring. It's a bit shitty. Yeah, it's just a bit shitty. Yeah. It feels like it's so far away from anything going on. It's like living in a village. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're going to the club tonight? Nah, miles away, mate. Nah, nah, nah. Too much hassle. Can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, taxis. Taxis, 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 taxis. <laughs> taxis, taxis, taxis. Someone's like, he's a liar, this guy. Why? You can get a bus. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Get on the bus. <laughs> what are you doing here? Happy to yeah. see him. Just happy to see him, yeah. Yeah, it's a non, non-story, non isn't it? It's a non-story. But Good, though. I feel like if anyone at Screen Rant is listening to this, sharpen up your, uh, <laughs> yeah. your content a little bit, please, peeps. We've said it before, it's the way of the world now, dude. It's like everything is everything is based on like time on site and, you know, the number of ads that you can show to someone by keeping them clicking through and reading and that. It just perpetuates this clickbait stuff, but it's the world we live in, isn't it, dude? Indeedy, yes. All right, let's wrap up very, very quickly, mate. Just 30 seconds on a couple of updates. So Hot Toys, we spoke about those guys recently with how cool their head and face sculpts are looking on some of the characters. And there's a new set, um, uh, a new figure, Ahsoka, Mm. in the old grey and white and blue robes that we saw at the uh, sort of halfway through the Ahsoka series. And um, they've implemented whatever technology they've stumbled upon. Um, That makes it sound a bit negative, doesn't it? They wouldn't have accidentally stumbled upon it. But you know what I mean? Just whatever tech they've employed recently to uh to get these head sculpts looking amazing they've done with this figure as well um not quite as good as the um the Hera figure that we saw recently but some of the expressions on this one is very cool but i assume this is a no purchase for you dude maybe it's a funny one this one i really like it and i think the sculpts and everything are just as good and the texturing and everything are just as good the thing that puts me off is that she's got like you know that grimace fighting face that she's got that's looks like one. a wholly different person. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean, dude. Like some of the doesn't um, it? Yeah, there's one of them where there's a, a reasonable close up, and she's at an angle a little bit, normal face, just looks like Rosario Dawson, straight mm. up, really cool. Yeah, but the fighting grimacy one that doesn't quite look right. It looks literally nothing like her. No, like I don't know. It's sort of like it looks. Like, the mouth looks more like Katie Sackoff. 
Yeah, it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Defo. But you can they've got so, a side by side of uh of the, the previous Ahsoka figure they announced, which is she's in all the the dark grey um robes from earlier on in the series. And the face sculpts are definitely different. This new one has has, has improved slightly. Oh, a lot more. One. Yeah. Sorry, I never saw that one, dude. Yeah, yeah, a lot, lot different. Yeah, does look very cool. Um, yeah, still a no for me. I really have to be picky and choosy with the old hot toys these days, but um, still looks good nonetheless. Um, so that will be uh, linked in the show notes, so if you want to check that out. And just very quickly, some gaming news, mm. which I didn't want to say because I was really looking forward to this, but Knights of the Old Republic... A fantastic Star Wars game from back in the day. Uh, very, very cool. Was meant to be getting a remake. It's, this was announced over a year ago, maybe longer. And it's bounced around for a couple of different studios now. And the dude that's, um, uh, that was on a, a podcast recently called uh, uh, Game Mess Mornings, which is by Giant Bomb. I've seen those guys before in the old directory. And uh, he was being quizzed about the remake and basically said... The game is not being worked on right now, full stop. Mm. The game is just not being worked on in any way by any studio. So it was first picked up by um, uh, Aspire Media. They were doing the remake. Then it moved over to Sabre Interactive, and they were owned by Aspire anyway. But Sabre Interactive are the dudes that typically work quite well on the remakes when they do these Mm -hmm. old ones. But even that's dried up now, so I don't know if it's a budget thing or a time thing. I don't know. But seemingly, no more Knights of the Old Republic. We might get like a surprise thing about this next year mm. where someone's picked it up. But I'm gutted about this, dude. I thought this was a this could be a really cool one because the original game, playing that years ago, was very cool. Really good Star Wars story. Very cool. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I think it's one of those where it's there's probably a lot of effort for a very niche thing to sell. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know how much profit it would make for a studio that's profit can probably make other stuff. You know, I think that's it's probably as simple as that with this, which is gutting for guys like you and me. Um, but for the general public, you know, it's one of them once you've got it, you've got it, haven't you? Yeah. You're not going to develop new DLCs for it. You're not going to develop any new revenue for it. Yeah. And I think because um, it would have been really cool to see this in sort of a modern day graphics engine, I think mm-hmm. it's unlike you know some of the other games that they release, like Jedi Outcast Two and Jedi yeah, Academy, yeah. Um, Star Wars Pod Race, so those sort of things. They were just literally ports of the old games that can run on a new console. This was meant to be a redo, where it was like brand new graphics and and all that. So it would have been fairly cool. But then again, this is a bit first world problemy, I guess. If you really yeah, want to play yeah. this game, there's a way of getting this for for PC and Mac still and I suppose so. But anyway, mm. just a shame because it would have been a nice little weekend. Nice little weekend burn through on that. But there we go. Cheeky weekend blast. In a gaming way, yeah. Which yeah, is good. Always, no always the better option, I find. Right. Uh, no more news to go through. I think we'll stick a pin in it there, dude, for episode 201.
Thank you, thank you so much for coming back after a little mini break and catching up on all the Star Wars news. It's been cool to talk through the ridiculousness, the updates, and some of the uh, and some of the worthwhile stories uh, as we go through all the Star Wars stuff. We'll be back next week for episode two hundred and two. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed today's episode, if this is your first time listening to Spark Rebellion, make sure you follow us on your preferred podcast app of choice. Just do a search in the podcast apps for Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us in there. Or if you're in front of a computer a lot, you can listen to us on your browser. We have a website, sparkrebellion.com, and all of the uh, all of the episodes are available over there to listen. We're on the socials too, Twitter and Instagram mainly. Just do a search for us or head over to sparkrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram. We pop Star Wars stuff over there throughout the week. And if you like Spark Rebellion and you want to support us, you can do that via sparkrebellion.com forward slash support and uh, sling us some beer money if you appreciate what we do around here and also anything else that we make via ongoing memberships and all that stuff we just put it back into the show we make sure it's all hosted correctly all of the uh, tech is there everything's sounding good in the production and stuff and those of you that do support us on all of our patrons and all of the people on our new support site we thank you so much your support is very very much appreciated and um, yeah we're back next week dude it's been cool to chat Star Wars as always yeah, good to be back after a couple of weeks uh, off doing what we do. So, yeah, now always good to chit-chat, dude, and we'll be back with some more news next week. Indeedy. So until then, take care of yourself, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>